Well, I'm joined in the new year by the very gorgeous and very tough, petite, I think still at bantamweight, Ebony yeah. Bridges, live from Sydney, Australia. Um, Ebony, very happy new year to you. Thank you, you too. Happy new year. I mean, we spent it um, in, inside today, um, this year's time, this year out, so it's something a bit different. We were meant to see you in the UK on that brilliant women's cards um, yeah. back in uh, November. Um, what happened? That's a broken heart right there. Yeah, yeah. what <laughs> happened? What happened? Oh, man. You know, I was training and um, I tore a ligament in, in my shoulder. So, um, and unfortunately, it just, it was pretty bad, actually. Um, so, I actually, I was running and I, I, I actually fell over, stacked it as I was sprinting and I, like everything, it wasn't just my shoulder, but the shoulder was the worst thing. Like I hurt my back and everything. And when I landed down, it jarred up through here and it tore the ligament that holds the the um, collarbone down. So now my bone's like always popped up like this. Now I've got like a big popped up bone. And yeah, and you know, unfortunately that was like two weeks out of the fight. Um, and I, I couldn't even, I couldn't do anything on my arm, man. I couldn't, couldn't get, you know, dressed. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't put any pressure through it. So unfortunately my team, had to make the decision to um, to pull out of the fight and um, absolutely gutted, devastated. I was in Philadelphia. I was in my camp in Philadelphia. I'd spent money to go over there, given up work, you know, um, and I was in deep and I was ready. I was feeling the best. I literally feeling the best I've ever felt. So strong, unstoppable. I was feeling unstoppable. I thought, man, I, like, I, I can't even explain how confident I was and how good I felt. So, yeah, yeah. Um, very heartbreaking. But, but you, you're four and zero oh, uh, in yeah. your career. Um, you're I'm not supposed to say a woman's age, but as a sportswoman, you've just uh, reached thirty four. Um, yeah. You know, you've come to boxing quite late in a way into professional boxing. Yeah. But there are massive opportunities over here. I mean, there's there, over during the lockdown periods, the, the the interest in women's boxing you'll have noticed has grown enormously. Yes. yes. Um, you know, you're. You're only four and zero, but you've already got a, a following online. You've already kind of put yourself out there. Um, yep. You know, you're not shy at all. You know, you've got yep. all the qualities to become a star in women's boxing. Just tell us first of all how you how you got into boxing, into fighting. You know, physically, obviously, you're a physical specimen. You know, yeah. Where did you where did the fight sport come from in you? Um, probably from when I was like five, I um, started martial arts when I was five. Um, you know, a lot of, what a lot of kids do, I suppose their parents put them in martial arts, you know, I got into karate and, um, you know, not many kids really last, but, um, I got a little serious because pretty much everything I do, I go hardcore. And, um, I did that, you know, pretty much from five to like when I went to high school, first year in high school, got my black belt, like did tournaments, you know, pro all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, some of the stuff that I was doing in my, um, if, in my you know, where I was in my dojo, like, I mean, it was, it was real stuff. It wasn't like, here's a belt. Like, you know, I was doing some hardcore stuff. And I think a lot of my mind conditioning and stuff came from that. Um, and obviously wanting to fight. Um, and then when I got into high school, um, yeah, I just thought I want to do something a little bit more aggressive. So I kind of went into training and kickboxing and stuff and Muay Thai. But um, this is like, you know, back then. 
you know, like 20 years ago and actually, you know, women's boxing wasn't all, combat sports for women in Australia wasn't legal. Um, so it was something that I couldn't really, I didn't really want to pursue. Like, I couldn't really see a, a reason to pursue something I couldn't actually compete in. Um, and I went off the rails through my teens and stuff anyway, so it's what, what it is. What happened there, Ebony, going off the rails in your teens? A lot of things. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm not one to... Really, I'm not going to delve into it. Um, you know, um, it was just a really, really hard time for me and it um, pretty much, you know, helped shape me who I am. Um, the reason I don't talk about it and going into it is because I don't want the focus to be on that because it was so long ago and, mm. and it's the sob story that I don't need to have. I don't need that sob story. Oh, look how far she's gone. Look what she went through and look yeah. look at her. Wow, like amazing. Like I understand it can um, inspire some people, but I'd rather just inspire some people by the person I am now and what I do now rather than, all the shit that I went through and all the stuff that I had to endow to get to this person because I'm this person now, you know? Um, so yeah. So I don't like to go into detail. Maybe one day when I finish boxing and they're not going to announce my name and then talk about the little sob story. Every time they talk about me and they get asked about it, then I'll probably, you know, open up about it. But until then I just like to focus on, um, you know, my achievements and stuff and going past that. So yeah, anyways, went off the rails there. And then, um, I obviously still love fights. I was in boxing. Like, I mean, um, it, I still, all I did was watch actions, you know, action movies. Um, I got into fights, fights at school, fights out of school, fights in the pub, fights, <laughs> any fights that I could do, like street fights, you know what I mean? Well, what and, triggered um, that? Is, that? is it, what triggered that with, with you? Is it just there in you really? Or, or is it, you know, no, you I got never picked on. Um, I got picked on a little bit because of how I look and, um, you know, a pretty blonde girl. Um, and mm. when I, especially like when I went out, um, as I, you know, got a bit older, you know, in my area where I grew up was, it's like not a, I don't know, it's very different in Australia. Like where I grew up in Australia, like it wasn't like very popular, a lot of blonde girls and stuff, you know, like it's a lot of Arabs and, and, and um, Middle East and um, Mediterranean kind of dark, you know, anyways. So I kind of really stood out and um, they're quite feisty. And I knew I could fight. Like, I mean, I know what kind of person I am. I never really started trouble, but I'd get picked on or I'd get people wanting to start fights with me. And obviously, you know, I'm aggressive and I can fight. So um, I always, you know, get in trouble and stuff. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, but beyond that, I mean, I also did card girling. Um, I wanted to be at the fights and I couldn't be in the ring. So when I turned 18, I started doing card girling, you know, ring girl, get in yeah. the bikini, sit ringside, hear all the thuddings, get all the blood all over you, like everything being right where I want to be, um, you know. But really, you want to be fighting, not holding the cards, yeah? Yeah, I, I did, you know, I would have loved to be fighting, but I think even then, like, I, I'd already kind of was like, it's not possible really for, for me, because it just wasn't a thing, you know, like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't until 2008 um, that, that, then that, that, that women started being able to fight, especially in my state. They did mm. some, like, adjustments in different states, but yeah. So, I mean, and I love that. Like, I love being in the ring and, and I loved, um, you know, showing off my body. Um, I worked really hard for it. You know, I went into bodybuilding because bodybuilding was something I was really interested in and, and the challenge that bodybuilding does. And it was kind of like what I went through in my teens. Bodybuilding saved me, like how boxing saves people, you know. So, so bodybuilding, like, man, fucking saved me. Like, bodybuilding, if it wasn't for bodybuilding um, and that shit that that taught me, I think, um, I don't even, I don't know if I know where I am, but I mean, I definitely wouldn't be the person I am now. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Everything, every part of my life from, from you know, when I was a kid to now, it's, it's all shaped who I am and I love who I am. So I'm, nothing's ever a regret and I've, I'm glad of everything that I've done. Um, but yeah, so 
I did, you know, the card girling and I did that for 10 years and I'd get flown all around Australia doing shows um, for that. And um, I was in my bodybuilding career and, and then boxing became available for women and well, fighting in general, combat sports. But I was already in my path of my bodybuilding. I already had that, that goal. You know, I was already so obsessed with that. Like, I mean, I was like anything I do is like 100%. Like, you know, there was nothing going to steer me off track of my goals in bodybuilding. Then when I, I felt like I'd achieved everything, um, it was about 26 or 27, um, I was like, okay, you know, I'm done with bodybuilding. You know, I've, I've won everything. I've, I've achieved great, everything that I can. Great. Were you kind of bronze color at that time? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like flexing, like, <laughs> and so you got like, so in bodybuilding, you got a few different categories. Now they've got like the bikini and the fitness where they're all like, you know, but when I was bodybuilding, um, it was only really, figure which is very muscular which is muscular but still feminine and then you got bodybuilding which is like closed fists and no shoes but i would like being in the stilettos you know still very muscular and very ripped but still flexing my muscles um where a lot of the girls now which is more common is smaller still ripped but not so muscular and more very like show your bum and show your legs and stuff where mine was all more muscle um but yeah anyways and then so you were a champion in that. And then once you'd done yeah. it, you wanted to move on. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, you know, um, I, yeah. And I was like, I'm done with this life. Like my whole twenties, I gave up my whole life. Like the sacrifice that you make for bodybuilding, very similar to boxing. I mean, but I think to be honest, a lot more so, but I think, I feel like bodybuilding is a lot more sacrifice. Um, so I just wanted a bit of a life, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, just a little bit, enjoy a little bit of life and food and, and, and people. Um, and I was like, well, what do I do? I don't really, you know, I can't just be doing nothing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person that needs goals. And I was like, you know what? I fucking love bashing people. I love punching shit. I love breaking shit. I have since I was younger. So, you know, why not get into what I love? And, you know, like I love the boxing. I always watch boxing. I was a huge fan of Costa Zoo. He was like my hero in my teens when I was growing up, you know? So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, I was like, you know, let's get into that. And that's where it really started. And um, I had my first fight two weeks before my 30th birthday. Um, and then I hadn't stopped since. So here I am, four years later. And, and But you've still had this career as a maths teacher as well, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So right. during, my, yeah, during my 20s, I did all my degrees. Oh, actually, up until like 32, I finished my master's degree. But yeah, I pretty much knuckled down in, in my 20s and just studied and bodybuilded. <laughs> and, and my master's degree I did while I was boxing and that was pretty, that was intense. And they, that was mathematics. So, yeah. So you ha you've had a really very full time. I mean, balancing it all, you know, with now as a professional boxer must be incredibly tough on time management and all those kind of things. Yeah, you know... Uh I, I, there's a few mottos, uh, uh, plenty, of, plenty of time for rest when you're dead. Um, I don't make excuses. Um, I, you know, I want, I want everything. Um, and I just have to do what I have to do to get everything, you know, and if it means at the moment, because I'm not making the money from boxing. So I have to work full time because I need money. I need money to live. So that means that I will do it. And, and I love teaching. I love teaching. You know, I love being able to inspire my children, the, the, the students. Um, love going to school and just seeing them succeed and, and, and drilling in their head that mindset of believing in themselves and, and doing their best no matter what and, and pushing for goals and trying to be better. You know what I mean? Like that fucking shit. Like I, I, I thrive off that and I thrive spreading that into my students and into anyone, you know what I mean? Like 
it's all about you know self-belief and and putting an effort and not making excuses if you want something you go get it you know and at one stage when i was doing my master's degree i was traveling four hours a day for for training i was traveling an hour and a half to uni and back so there's another three hours that's almost seven hours just in travel plus uni plus three jobs i was working on i was working tutoring and um i was doing tutoring mathematics oh tutoring sorry yeah tutoring yeah um yeah i was doing um tutoring and i prepped girls for bodybuilding competitions and um i worked in a bar and i'd work in a like on the weekends you know um be working in a bar till 3 a.m and i'd get up and i'd train because i had to box because i wanted to fight and in the amateurs i was a I did two years in the amateurs and um, I fought 30 times in two years, um, you know, and, and I was pumping out the fights as well as doing my master's degree, as well as working three jobs, you know, but I just did what I had to do because I wanted it all. I couldn't choose. And maybe that's my problem. Like, I mean, I could have just said, look, you know, just give up the boxing or give up one of your jobs or, or give up something. But it was really hard for me. I couldn't let my students down. I couldn't let my girls down in the bodybuilding, you know, my clients and, you know, the bar like that just gave, bring in really good income you know so um that's yeah so i mean it was just a matter of i did what i had to do to keep every part that i wanted to um wanted to achieve successful i mean some people are able to just go and quit everything and focus on one thing but at that stage it just it just wasn't possible for me i i could see myself i don't give i don't give a fuck like you know i won't sleep i'll stay up and do my uni assignments and not sleep and still go train because there's no excuses you don't make excuses. It's in your head. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just how I've been. That's how I'm, I have been, you know? Um, now it's a little bit easier because I'm telling you what un- university and especially a master's degree and juggling all that is probably the most horrendous time, <laughs> horrendous time. Like I can't even compare anything to it. The anxiety that I was going through and I, and I, I graduated with Dean's merit. So I graduated in the top 5% of my cohort. You know what I mean? So I was getting high distinctions for everything. So it's not like I just kind of passed. Like I put everything I do, I put a hundred percent into. So I'd make sure my, my, my shit was good, you know? And, um, and yeah, going through all that, like the anxiety that I had there with all of that. Now I've got one job, which is just my teaching. Um, and I've just given up the, the bodybuilding clients actually this year. So I'm not even doing that anymore. And my boxing. And for me, cause I'm so used to what I was doing before. This is like, um, for me, I'm living a dream. Like, you know? Obviously, the next step and the next dream is just to box so I can recover in between sessions um, and actually, you know, probably, you know, at my age as well, you know, we kind of need that kind of thing. But, you know, you make do and um, what will happen will happen. And if it's meant to be for me, then it will happen and I'll keep working towards it, you know, so. Well, it's a very good time to come into women's boxing now. I mean, you know, it. Women's boxing has grown enormously during lockdown. Oh, and definitely. Do you feel that you've probably got to come and fight in the UK and America to, to yeah. raise your oh, profile, to win the world titles? To I mean, obviously, you were going to yeah. be on an Eddie Hearn card. Um, yeah. Look, you, you, yeah. you put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, you've got the looks, the personality, yeah. the boxing skills. Um, it you've you've had kind of kind of a weird um or i I read an article where it said you know you you've got loads of creepy messages yeah um you've got a lot of male followers um well boxing's 80 percent isn't boxing 80 percent male yeah probably yeah it is and i think that's Uh, boxing's 80 percent like i mean 
you go to a boxing event, how many women do you see? Yeah. So that's, you know, I'm just, pl I'm just playing to the audience. Yeah. And, 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 but you've had, you've had kind of, um, guys wanting to buy your socks. It's quite out, <laughs> out there, isn't it? This, that they, they wanted to buy your socks or buy your trainers or did you, yeah, quite yeah. strange first of all or not? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. At first I would ignore all the inboxes and I'd ignored them for ages. You know, uh, I'm not the only sportswoman that gets it. I'm sure there's plenty of others who do as well, but, um, yeah, and obviously it's creepy. You think like, oh, what the hell? Like, this guy's so weird, like, you know? And then as a, it all started as a joke, like, honestly, yeah. um, where I just, I was laughing with my friend. I'm like, look at this guy. Like, he wants to buy my socks. Like, you know, she was like, just reply to him and just say, yeah, so-and-so, like, and just put a money out. And I was like, all right. And I opened, I go, yeah, you want my socks? No one, no worries, 500 pounds. And he's like, all right. He goes, how do you take payment? And I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, no, like, honestly, like, how do you take payment? Do you take PayPal, Cash App? And I was like, um, PayPal? And he's like, okay, um, um, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just went from there. And I gave him my PayPal. I told him I gave him my, him my address. And I thought, wow. And he, like, I mean, we had a little bit of conversation to build that trust to go, like, I'm legit going to send you my socks. Like, you know. And he's, as soon as he put the money in, I was like, here we go. You know, and then I made a tweet about it. And, um, then that just made even more, gave me even more customers wanting socks and pictures of socks and stuff. And <laughs> I mean, I sell a lot of pictures of my socks um, on the floor, which is really weird. Um, but hey, like, I mean, it's not like it's nudes. Um, not that even, even if you were to do that, whatever, you know, each to their own, totally each to their own. But I mean, it's socks. Um, and I'm probably making more than people that still sign up for OnlyFans for a pair of socks so, on the floor. Yeah, the thing is, you've got boxers like Ryan Garcia who, you know, 8 million Instagram followers and, and some of it is definitely his looks and the way he is and, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's charismatic, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, people and think, are drawn, people are drawn, it's, it's, let's be realistic. We're all humans. You're drawn to things that look good. You're drawn to, you know, people are drawn to pretty things, you know. Go and like look. You don't go to a shop, or you don't go and buy. If there's two things that are getting sold and marketed, and they're the same same thing, and one of them's like terrible looking, that looks like really ugly. You know, the the marketing is horrible. It's all crooked, but it's exactly the same thing. And then you got something that's done all nice, and it looks good, and and the sales and the, and the, the catchphrase and everything. It's not like which one are you gonna go for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's human nature. You're not going to go, I'm going to go that one. Like, I mean, some people might, like, don't get me wrong, but if they're the same price and it's the same thing, like. No, no, marketing oneself as a fighter is incredibly important, of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, and I think, yeah. you know, sometimes the belts don't matter, but I know for you, wanting to become a world champion is really important as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you need an end goal. Um, uh, no, not an end goal, but like a, a goal, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, that's the top. Like, you know, it's the start of the top because obviously you got undisputed and disputed and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, like, I fight to win. I fight to be the best. I don't fight. I fight because I love to fight. I love to fight, you know. Um, but I also love everything around boxing. I got drawn to boxing when I was younger because not just because of the fights, but the characters and the people and the, and the, you know, and, and how they were and that 
tough mentality like Tyson, you know, and like, you know, like you, you get, you get drawn to, to the idea as well, you know? And I think that's one thing that um, I've noticed as well that a lot of promoters do um, that are successful with the right, um, say fighters to be successful is that they paint that picture. They paint that story They, You know what I mean? And you want, you, you want, for me, I feel like it's like the way I am my followers or my fans can relate to me because I'm so fucking real and straight up. You know what I mean? I don't sit here and pretend to be anyone that I'm not. I say whatever the fuck I want. I do whatever. I'm, I'm straight out. I have a laugh of people. I engage with people because I love people. I love having a laugh and I love enjoying life. And I don't think I'm better than no one. For me, I'm the same as, you know, Doblo next door. We're all the same people. So, you know, and I just feel like, um, yeah, like I think that the people can relate to that and the people see that as well. And they see that humility, uh, the, the humility and, and the humbleness and the um, down to earth having a joke, don't take offence to nothing kind of personality. And um, people want that. People want real. So much fake and so much bullshit in the world. You know, people like to see people that are, are real. Um, so I feel like that's what it is. Could well, be my well, chest. But... <laughs> <laughs> When, when do you, when, when given your shoulder injury, when do yeah. you think you're going to fight next? And will it be in the UK under an Eddie Hearn card or in America under an Eddie Hearn card? Yeah. Hey, like that's for the, um, I, if, if Eddie brings me that offer, then yeah, for sure. Um, I've just picked up a huge um, sponsor in the UK that's pretty much going to be paying for, for my, so if I come over there, I'm set, you know, so there's nothing holding me back. If I need to come to the UK, I'm financially supported. I've got backing here as well. That's a UK sponsor. I've got sponsors here that look after me during camp. Um, you know, like for me, there's nothing stopping me. The only thing that's stopping me is a promoter not putting me on. But that's not going to happen. I know that I'm going to get a fight. Um, for me, I'll be ready to go in February. You know? Oh, really? So you'll be ready in February. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, we obviously yeah. know we're locked down here till, till February. Um, yeah. One of the things on my list here to ask you about is you've got a mass of tattoos on your legs, yeah? Tell us about the tattoos. All right, there they are. Oh, there we go. Wow. Yeah, actually, I do. Tell us, tell us about the tattoos. Um, okay, well, I mean, i got tattoos on my arms as well, but this, the... So I've got a dragon, and I mainly got that one, honestly, for art. But then I've got the phoenix. I've got to show you this, if you don't mind. Okay, I'm so sure no one will mind. So that's a phoenix, if you can tell. Yes, I can see the phoenix, yeah. Yep, and that is like, I don't know if you, you know, obviously everyone knows about a phoenix, but a phoenix is the rise of the phoenix. You rise from the ashes, you know what I mean? So, so it's symbolic up, for you. It's symbolic, yeah, definitely. The phoenix is definitely symbolic for me. Um, I've got obviously other tattoos that most of the main things like that mean something because of the whole Phoenix thing. And that's my whole, pretty much most of my leg. And then I just went on from that because it's Japanese and I like art. I don't know if you've seen my art. I draw, but, um, you know, I, I like art. So I thought, you know, this is going to be a really nice leg sleeve. Um, yeah, I, I want to do my arm as well, but it's like, like it's so hard with COVID and trying to get a tattooist. So yeah. Anyways. Um, so tell me who you're targeting to fight next. Obviously, it would have been Rachel Ball, correct? Yeah, look, I'd love to fight Rachel Ball um, because that was the initial uh, fight that, you know, was set. 
So Shannon Courtney, um, and, you, Shannon Courtney and you could be a, a very um, explosive matchup as well. And I can imagine yeah, maybe trash talk it's, or not, but yeah, no, it's so funny because um, the whole Shannon Courtney thing. Like when I first started Twitter, I only just got on Twitter in March or, or April this year. That's when I started. I mean, twenty twenty March. That's when I signed up for Twitter. Like I wasn't on it before that, and um. As soon as I got on there and, and the British fans realised that I was around Bantam weight, or she's super Bantam, now she's come down to Bantam. But um, that's all they wanted. They just wanted to call out that. They just wanted that fight. And I was like, I wasn't even really interested. I'm like, I just want to fight in the UK. Like, I just want to fight against, I, I don't care. I just want to fight, you know. I don't care who it is. Put him in front of me and I'll fight him. Like, I'll, I'll knock him out. I don't care who it is, you know what I mean? So, um, but the the fans built that rivalry, you know, and, and um then yeah, like you know, she said she 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 said some things. She started a little bit like I'm cool, like I love everyone and I support all the girls. I support everyone. And um, she had an interview and she said some things that got sent to me and I was just like, wow, this girl, like, okay, you want to play? You want to play? Okay. And so um, then I had a little bit of a joke back and um, um, but you know, for me, I I respect everyone. I respect her um as a fighter because I know what we go through. There's no I 100 percent. I have no doubt that she's a, she's a very hard worker and she trains hard. Um, so I respect her for that. But, um, yeah, you know, um, for her to say that um, I need to go get naked somewhere else because I weigh in in lingerie and that boxing is a serious sport and because I like to look the way I look, she's very similar, but I like to weigh in in lingerie. Um, apparently I'm taking the sport seriously. Um, I'm, I'm really keen to show her that I take the sport very fucking seriously. So um, I do want to have that fight. And I think that's the next fight. I mean, as in, I think for me personally, fighting Rachel Ball would be a better, like a first fight and then building up to that Shannon Courtney fight, you know, um, or even just getting me in the UK, giving me, you know, ideally I need to, I, I probably need a tune up fight. I've been out for a year. I haven't fought since February. My last fight was February in the UK. I mean, in the US, in the USA. I had a fight in February. Um, and I've just come back from an injury. So I think going straight into a world title when I'm 4-0 and, and these girls are just pumping out fights while I'm just sitting here waiting, I think it'd be a smart move for me and, 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 you know, my team to have a bit of a tune-up fight first, you know, um, ideally. But, again, you know, I, I'm, I'm 34. I just want to bash some people. <laughs> like, I don't really care. You know, get me in there. Let me throw some fists and crack some skulls. So, um, you know, I'll take whatever opportunity comes at me as long as it's worth worthwhile for me as well because I do know my worth and I know my value and I know what I can bring to the sport. I know what I do bring to the sport. And um, I know what I can, once they've seen me fight, once they see me, especially in the UK, and they see what I'm about, um, I think it's just going to it's gonna catapult exponentially. So... Yeah, you're a very aggressive fighter, aren't you? I mean, that's one of the things I've noticed yeah. about you. You know, you're well, very aggressive. Yeah, but it's not just a, it's not just like it's not just like aggression. I'm like a, a you know, crazy aggression. You know, I've got so much power. Um, you know, especially now, like I've had a year to build on. I've had a year since my last fight that I learned a shitload from. Um, to to learn to learn to use my power even better, sit on those punches even more. You know, and and I spot, you know, people but I, I spot. You know, but I mean, fan pleasing style you've got is what I mean by that. You know that. Oh, definitely, go in yeah. There and just pitter patter and tickle them. You, you really. No, are. definitely. I wouldn't even know how to pitter patter. Yeah. I wouldn't even know how to pitter patter. I go after you, I hunt you down, and I fuck you up. Like that's simple. I've got only one thing in my mind, and that's destroying you because you're in, in my way. You're in my way to my end goal, and I don't let nothing get in my way. And that's, that includes a person. And I don't care. Like, me and Rachel are buddies. Like, you know, I love Rachel to death. She's a good friend of mine. But I will fucking destroy her. 
you know, just like I, I'll destroy anyone that goes in front of me because that's what I do because my plan is above them and past them, you know. So um, just it's just about doing it strategically and doing it the right way. You know, that's what boxing is. It's, it's, it's not, it's a smart sport. You've got to be smart as well, you know, so. So are you, so are you looking to come over and base yourself in the UK for a period of time? And is that, is that what you're, you're alluding to? Look, if, if, for example, Eddie Hearn or, or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm in talks with Eddie. I know Eddie's interested in having me over there. The fights are there for me. Um, you know, he's got the girls for me, you know, not only Shannon and, and Ball, he's got some other girls that are, you know, around my weight. So, Ideally, I think being with Eddie would be the best, but I need Eddie to give me uh, assurance. I'm not going to just pack up my life, go over there without the assurance of getting fights and getting paid. I'm not going to do that. Give me a fight, a fight contract, a plan, you know, give me something solid, give me something on paper, and then, yeah, definitely. But I'm not just going to go over. I don't need to go over there and I don't need to go over there and be in the UK to get the interest. I'm getting enough interest being here. Like but what so, I've done in but, the... So that fight in, in last year with Eddie Hearn, was, um, was that a one-fight deal then? And, and you were looking to, 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 to do a multi-fight deal with him? It was a multi-fight deal. Right. Yeah, but, but it's obviously, you know, you know Eddie's not going to let you win a world title and then go fuck off, is he? You know, so he's, he's, he's smart. You know, it, it's, you win a world title and then there's, you know, next fight, next fight, next fight, next fight. So, and I'm sure it relies on if I win to continue, you know, but I'm the kind of fighter that even if I, if, if I lose, which I don't plan on losing, um, you want me on your shows. You want, people want to see me, will want to see me fight. They'll want to see me weigh in. <laughs> they want to see everything about me, yeah. you know. Brilliant stuff. Well, listen, um, I, I hope this is the first of many chats. I hope to see you yes. over here fighting. I want to meet you in person. <laughs> How that you too? No, I can't wait. No, because you clearly have something. I think it's a thank you. I think it's a phenomenal time for women's boxing, and I think yeah, definitely, it's a chance for all of you in your own ways, in your own style, styles. Like Katie Taylor's very different. You've got your own way of doing yeah. things, and but you know, you know, the thing is, we all bring in different fans as well. Yeah, you know, and that's that's a good thing. We need to build the sport. And my thing is, is I don't want just the boxing fans. I want mainstream. I want all kinds of fans. You know, I want everyone to want to tune in and, and watch boxing, you know, that might not have want to watch it before. That's what I want. I want, you know, like, you know, all the, the, the little girls to be like, oh, wow, you know, like they look up to like wrestlers, for example, because the wrestlers are all pretty with the fake boobs and stuff. And like little girls love pretty wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow, like, you know, so it's kind of like that. Like, why not, you know? Um, you want to bridge, bring different that, eyes in. bridge that with, with, with young women. Yeah, I get that. No, I do understand. You know, and that's, that's what I'd really love to do. Um, and not just, you know, those guys, you know, everyone. You know, I'm a, I don't know if you see my art. Like, I draw, you know, I can bring in, you know, people that are interested in art. Like, I mean, I'm mathematicians. Like, you know, there's such, there's so much to me. <clears throat> I'm so deep and there's so many layers to who I am. You guys are only just seeing the fucking top of it, you know, and the more you guys get to see of me in a fight and whatever, you'll see. And you'll see the different kind of diverse crowds that I can bring in. You know what I mean? So, and, and I'm looking forward to that because I want more eyes on sport. The more eyes on the sports, the more eyes on me, the more money I get. The more eyes on me brings more eyes in boxing, which means everyone's going to benefit in the end. You know, people are going to come and watch me and go, wow, actually, you know what? Fire out, she can fight, that chick can fight. Maybe they only want to watch me because I'm hot. Like, maybe that's it. 
but they'll watch and they'll go, fuck yeah, like, wow, we've got to watch some more women's boxing. These girls are badass. Like, you know, like, that's, that's, what I, that's, that's what it's about. You know, and that's why there's those YouTube fights and that's why there's football. You know, in Australia, we have the rugby, rugby player fights and whatever because it just brings in more eyes and yeah. they might not all stay. They might not all like boxing, but it's still more than what there probably was before. And that's the main thing is growing the sport. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's great to see you. Thank you very much indeed, Ebony. First of many. Yes, thank you so much. Have a great, great day.